Here we are as we study through the book of 1 Corinthians. We find ourselves in chapter 9. And Paul has been going through this description of how important it is for him to preach the gospel. To take the word of God to as many people as possible by whatever means he can. He wants to reach the lost for Jesus. He wants to share this wonderful, wonderful message. The life-giving, life-saving message that we remembered as we partake, partake of the Lord's Supper here today. That Jesus gave his life. And then as we come together and participate in this communion faith, feast, it reminds us that we are now in him and he gives us life. Our life consists of him. And he starts talking about Paul then as he's discussing this importance of, of living his life for Christ. He starts talking about a race. And that is what we're going to discuss today. And, and it, the, the idea of a race is in other places and how we live our lives. In Hebrews 12.1 it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. And sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. So, to run a race, you don't want to be carrying a big backpack. You don't want to be uh, pulling luggage with you. You lay everything aside, and you run the race. Run the race. Today's encouragement to us is to run this race to win. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 23 is where we're going to start. 1 Corinthians 9, 23 through 27 to the end of this chapter. Paul writes there, he says, I do all things for the sake of the gospel so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. Do you not know that those who run in a in a race, all run, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way that you may win. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. They do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable. Therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. I box in such a way as not beating the air. But I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I preach to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Paul knows he's running a race. He knows there's a prize at the end of the race. And he wants to run in such a way that he will win, get the prize, and not be disqualified. So let's just talk about some of the thoughts that are here. First of all, before he talks about the race, he mentions in 1 Corinthians 9.23, I just, I think I'm simply stating the same verse in a little bit different way. I'm just kind of paraphrasing the verse. And I say this, to partake in the gospel, to participate in this, to belong to it, to be a part of God's kingdom then everything in your life must be done for Jesus Christ. Jesus himself said, if anyone wants to come after me, you want to be with me, you've got to deny yourself. Take up your cross and follow me. 
So everything, all those things that can trap you and slow you down, those are the things that you lay down and let them go and take up the cross and follow Jesus. Paul states it here in 1 Corinthians 9.23 is this, to participate in the gospel, everything in your life must be done for Jesus. I do all things, he says, I do all things for the sake of the gospel. Everything, it kind of, when he was making tents, he was a tent maker, right? He got, brought in his own money so he didn't have to burden people in the church with uh, having to support him financially. So he often made tents. He was a craftsman. As wise as he was, he had a craft, a trade to make money. When he was making those tents, he did it for Jesus. Everything he did, he had a mind for Jesus Christ. He said in another passage, he says, whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. Paul was a good example of this. He's like, just look at me. I'm living my life for Jesus. Follow my example because I'm following the example of Jesus. Jesus lived his life for us. I'm just trying to follow his example. And as I'm following his example, you can follow mine. And he tells us here that part of how we live, excuse me, not a part of how we live, maybe one of the ideas of how we live, but not a part of how we live, everything we do, everything in our life, everything about how we live and what we do from day to day, we do it for Jesus. If it does not bring glory and honor to him in some form or fashion, then we figure out, do I really need to be doing this? So even, even I'm thinking right now, brushing your teeth, what does that have to do with Jesus, you know? Well, you want to be able to talk to people. You, you need to have your teeth brushed to be able to talk to them, right? And, uh, and why do I floss my teeth? Well... These crazy diseases that get in your gums, you want to keep them away so you can live a longer life and have more time to share the gospel of Jesus. So, everything you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord. I do all things for the sake of the gospel so that, it, so that I may become a fellow partaker of it. To partake in the gospel, everything in your life must be done for Jesus. And if you're doing things that don't fit that, then you got to understand that hidden in his language there is that maybe you aren't a partaker of Jesus. If you're picking up and putting on the stuff that's slowing you down, maybe you aren't staying so close to Jesus as you think. But let's get on to the race. This is the fun part of the sermon. Because he, in verse 24, he to describe how everything, he does everything for the sake of the gospel. He talks about it like, like living for Jesus is like running a race. Who here has run a race before? You ever ran in a race? I ran in quite a few after I got out of high school. You know, I might have run a couple when I was in kindergarten and first grade and second grade. You know, going out to recess and seeing who's, who's the fastest, right? Run some races. Races are fun. Let's talk about running a race. Number one, 
Running is difficult. A race is difficult. Embedded in this idea of running a race is just the fact that it's a challenge. It's not easy. And being a Christian is not easy. You don't get dunked underwater so you can be raised again and think, huh, now I'm on the, the golden path and I can just relax and nothing's going to go wrong. That is not the Christian life. Jesus warns about suffering. He says, if they persecuted me, they'll persecute you. Bad things don't stop happening to us when we become a Christian. And we've got this race that's before us and life is like this. Running is difficult. Not many of us would be too excited, some of us would be, to think about just going out, maybe along the river, and to start running. Most of us would be like, I don't want to do that, right? Running's not easy. Being a Christian is not easy. Running is difficult. So running this race, he is interjecting in here this idea that doing everything for the sake of the gospel, it's not an easy thing. Number two. This is just kind of a thought when I think about running, but children love to run. For me, I think about, especially now, I, there was a time when I thought of this. I was like, running is difficult. For me to go out there and start running, I'm like, oh boy, this is not going to be easy. But then I think back to when I was a kid. And I, I used to, in the summertime, I would go up to the kitchen window because mom was always there working. And she, I would holler in at her, Mom, time me. Let me know, because I, I was going to run. I didn't know how far it was, but I knew I'm going to run down to the, well, we called it the crick. I don't know if everybody calls it a crick around here or not. We did. So I said, I'm going to run to the crick and back. Time me. And I would run to the crick and back without stopping. It was a quarter of a mile. Quarter mile there, quarter mile back. So I was doing a half mile run. And I was doing my best. And I, lo I loved that. I loved to run. I realize not every child loves to run. But I loved to run. I'd come back up and above and, Mom, what time I'm here? What time? You know. And I loved that challenge. It wasn't, for a kid, it was kind of easy, I guess. But I was used to it because I was used to it. I was always running. I loved to run. I want to ask you, do you love to run for Jesus? It's not easy running for Jesus, but do you love to do it? Does it sound fun to think about living this Christian life is hard, but I want to do it for Jesus. I want to run this race with endurance. That was the Hebrews 12 passage. That was what it was saying. Run with endurance. I want to do it. I love to do it. I want to honor Christ in my life. Living for Jesus is like running a race and running is difficult, but children love to run and I'm a child of God. I love to run for Jesus. Verse 24, do you not know that those who run in a race all run, 
but only one receives the prize, run in such a way that you may win. You go to school. I I don't recommend you do this. I was going to say, if you wouldn't look like a danger and go to the school and just stand back and watch a recess, if you could do that, but you can do that in your mind, right? Uh, You go to, you imagine going and seeing kids at recess. What do they do at recess? They all go sit down in the, the mulch and talk about things, right? Just like good little adults. (laughs) No, they run. They love to run. And why is it that we as adults, we grew up and we decided that running was no longer fun? What made us decide that working my job, that's the cool thing, talking about stuff, or doing computer things, or whatever it is, what made us decide that running was no longer fun? Maybe it starts in junior high. We lose recess and we don't run anymore. But I want to encourage you to think that as a Christian, that you want to keep this childlike faith And I think the meaning of that is this trust in God. But also, let's, if I could stretch it just a little bit, our childlike faith can also include this love for running. And we want to run for Jesus. We're in a race for Him. And we are not going to slow down. And as we get older, we're not going to run less. We're going to run more for Jesus. And it is hard. But with training and persistence, we're going to keep on going. Do you love to run for Jesus? Number three, being a spectator is not an option. You must run. You have to run to be a partaker in the gospel, a fellow partaker of it. Paul's whole point is that you are in a race. This life is in a race. And we are here to run for Jesus. We are here to run for him. And though it may be difficult, we will run and we're going to love to run and we are not going to stop running. But being a spectator is not an option. We end up being like that, physically speaking. And the the truth of running, most of us stop running. When we get older, though, there was a time that we liked to run. Spiritually, we need to run. We can't stop running. We can't put it aside and say, you know, this is too hard. Jesus, let me, I got to focus on my career. I've got to focus on my schoolwork. I've got to focus on my relationships. I've got to focus on this, that, or the other thing. Maybe, oh, I get a lot of joy from uh, my particular hobby. And you quit running for Jesus. All the while that there is a race going on. And you're sitting on the sidelines doing nothing. 
And all these people are running by and you're like, well, look at them. Watch them go. And you're a spectator. Jesus comes along and says, why are you sitting here? You're in the race and you're losing. There's a prize at the end and you're not going to get it because you are not doing anything. Being a spectator as a Christian is not an option. Letting your life become sitting on a couch and oh, I left my device in the seat with my, with my coat today. Being a spectator is not an option. It's so easy to be a spectator. But you're in a race, and a race is not easy. A race is difficult. Get up and run in the race. Jesus is leading us, and we need to follow him in this race. You think Jesus had an easy life? Think it was easy for him to go to the cross for you? Get up and follow him. No, it's not easy. But you run this race. You're in it, whether you like it or not. Get up and run the race. Being a spectator is not an option. I encourage you to love running, even though it's tough. Number four about this race. There is a prize to be won. We already read verse 24. Listen to verse 25. Everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things... They then do it to receive a perishable wreath, but we an imperishable wreath. Back at the times this was written, uh, Greece was starting up, well, they'd probably been involved in the games. The Olympic Games had begun. The original race being that 26.2 mile race, the long race, the race of endurance. It started by some guy, what was it after a battle? Is that how it started? Some guy running back with news after a battle? Somebody gives a heads up or no? Jerry says yes, thanks. It's a race. A long race. You know what? They got longer ones now. Ultra marathons. Run for days. Everybody who competes in those races, running with their feet on difficult trails, up and downs, those are difficult. They get it to get some kind of perishable wreath. At that time, they would, they would weave a crown of uh, whatever the, I don't remember what plant it was, but the victor's crown was a wreath on his head. Because they endured and they finished, they finished first, they were the best. And Jesus says, you got a wreath waiting for you. The victor's crown that Jesus has ready for you. We get an imperishable crown. It will never spoil or fade. We get that. Do you want to see Jesus? I think that's ultimately our, our best reward is that we get to see Jesus face to face and be with him someday. And we can't imagine how grand that will be. It will be wonderful. And we can experience that all together too. What a joy. Do you want to receive the imperishable wreath? Do you want to see Jesus as he hands you that wreath? He says, you finished. You did it. 
I'm proud of you. You ran the race with endurance. You didn't give up. You didn't sit on the sidelines. You got in there. You followed me and it was hard and I was with you all the way. You want to receive the imperishable wreath. There is a prize to be won. Number five, run the race to win. Run the race to win. You don't just kind of run in this race. And me, every day, I get to the end of the day and I was like, oh, I don't feel like I ran the race to win today. Tomorrow we do a little better. That's the one thing about this, you know, building up to a marathon. You've got to train and you get a little better. There was a time when I, I was able to do a half marathon. I was in the best shape of my life. before It was before I came down here to Garrett Street in 2002. Uh, I remember running a half marathon. That's all I've ever done. But I remember running that race, I had prepared, I had trained hard, and I ran that. What a joy it was, and I felt like that race, I won that race. It was great. we got to run to win the race. By the way, I, just to be clear, I was not in the leaders of the pack. I won because I was competing against myself. I was still having mom time because I was going to run down to the crick and back. I was just running because I wanted to run. Run to win the race. Today that encouragement is held out here to you. Whether you're young or old, we are in this race for Jesus. Run to win this race. Things that you give your time and your efforts to make sure that they are somehow glorifying God. And if you've got so many things going on in your life that you don't have time for things that glorify God, then you've got to figure out what do I need to cut back on. How can I simplify my life so that I can make everything in my life glorify Him? Run the race to win. And that leads into number six. It says, exercise self-control in all things. Verse 25, everyone who competes in the games exercises self-control in all things. Training for a race, you got to give it your all. You got to be smart. You got to pay attention to what you're eating, how you're sleeping. You got to you've got to put in the work. So folks, as Christians, are you putting in the work? Are you exercising self-control in all things? That passage that we looked at in Hebrews 12 and verse 2 is said, put aside everything that in that slows you down, that weighs you down, and the sin that so easily entangles us, that sin that clings to us, you got to lay that aside so that you can run. Don't let sin slow you down. Have self-control. Do you make everything in your life bring glory to Jesus? The things that are dragging you down, the sin that drags you down, put it aside. Number seven of living for Jesus is like a race. Number seven, run with purpose, with aim. Paul says it in verse 26. He says, therefore I run in such a way as not without aim. He's saying you've got to have aim. You've got to have focus. Your focus has to be on Jesus. So stay focused on Jesus. Number eight, discipline your body. Make it your slave. 
You're running the race. You're always having to tell. When you're actually in that race and you know there's a finish line ahead and you're pushing yourself at the right pace, it's going to hurt because your body can do a little bit more than you always think and what you want to. You take the easy way out and you start pushing yourself and making it difficult because life is difficult. And you're getting close to the end of that race and you're like, I don't know if I can do it. You tell yourself, no, I can do it. You stay focused. You discipline your body and make it your slave. We will do this. Mind over body. You can always do more than you think you can. Running is hard, but we push ourselves. Discipline. Make your body. And if this is all spiritually, it's related to sin. Hey, your, your body is telling you to always take the easy way. Always do the fun thing. Always do the feel-good thing. And Jesus says, no, run the race. It's hard. Do it. And number nine. Remember this. It is possible to be disqualified. Verse 27 says, but I discipline my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Paul says, I don't want to lose the prize. I don't want to lose my salvation. I want to see Jesus. I don't want to tell others about Jesus and then me never get to see him. It's possible to be disqualified, but God will help you endure. If you look on the opening, perhaps, of the same page of your Bible, in verse number 12 of the next chapter, it says, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed that he does not fall. No temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man, and God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able but with the temptation will, be pro- will provide you a way of escape so that you will be able to endure it. And if I may, you'll be able to endure the temptation, get through it, and continue to run the race. Don't be disqualified. Start running with Jesus and run the race to win. We've got a song coming up that's to encourage us. Uh, So I want to encourage you today as you think about your life. How are you? What are you going to be resolved to do? I believe the song says, I am resolved no longer to linger. Are you sitting on the sidelines of life while there's a race going on? You have claimed to be a follower of Jesus, but instead of following him, you're just sitting on the side watching. What are you going to be resolved to do? I encourage you today to start running with Jesus. If you've never given your life to Jesus, today is the day of salvation. Today you can start running with him. It's not going to be easy, but you can do it. By the help of God. So run. And once you start running, all of you who have started running, run the race to win. Follow Jesus closely. Bring glory and honor to Him. Run to win the prize. If anybody needs to respond, won't you come today as we stand together and sing.